question for the uh, legal eagles in the audience. If you shoplift something and then you brag about it in a public forum, can you get in trouble? Oh, on an unrelated note, I got a microphone connector now. Took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% Chinese. It's Mikey Krennic. It's Cool Dad's Basement. Hello, how are you? That was so stupid. Oh, you know you know what? I, I, I hope by now that you at home, the, the real Cool Dad heads, can tell the difference between a pre-written episode and a off-the-cuff, you know, see-to-my-pants kind of episode. And I think that it opening with, uh, uh, you know, just to not to relitigate here, but I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% Chinese. And then a self-satisfied chuckle. That, that's probably a good indicator uh, that you're not dealing with material that is, is down on paper beforehand. I hope you're having a wonderful week, uh, obviously. You know, thoughts out to the people in Florida affected by Hurricane Ian. And I will say this, and this, you know, obviously has nothing to do with with what's actually going on, I miss when comedians, every kind of like angry, yelly, shouty comedian would have a solid eight to 10 minutes in, in their repertoire about hurricane names. That was, I, I kind of wish we could go back to that, that being viable material. That, that feels like the era I belonged in. Where George Carlin could, you know, and another thing. What's with the hurricane names these days? Ian and Aiden and what happened to Gary and Teddy and Fred? Like that, I, that, was a, that was a good time in comedy. You know, then Louis Black would have it and, and all Louis C.K. would have it, but he'd turn it on his head a little bit. Now that guy, was he was crazy. Uh, he wanted you to watch him jerk off, you know, that whole thing, that, that whole deal with those fellas. But I, that's not really a, a thing that, you know, you, it's done. It's, it's, it's well-tread ground. It turns out, uh, if you can't make fun of the name of a, of a natural disaster act of God that's, that's going to cause, you know, countless, countless dollars worth of property damage and claim human lives, there's really not much you can joke about with it to begin with. So, you know, thanks a lot, guys, for taking all the good material. You know, what, what am I going to talk about here on a Friday if I can't make fun of hurricane names? Not talk about the hurricane? Well, that would be socially irresponsible now, wouldn't it? People tune to Cool Dad's Basement to hear the latest news and notes uh, on what's happening in the world at large, not just the United States of America, the world at large. We've talked about this before. There's an international listener base. My, my one German friend, the real, the people who've been listening since back in the Mikey Krennic is unemployed days, may remember uh, that there was once one German listener who would download the podcast, and then I would, you know, sometimes maybe directly call him out in a way that people told me, like, you probably shouldn't do that. That Just because you think that's funny doesn't mean that everyone would. Uh, and I obviously continue to do it to this day. I'm doing it right now. Uh, but I will every once in a while go check my download stats, and they will, you know, Germany's gone. It's like, oh, he, this was the one. This was, 
This was the episode where he said, I, I, I can't take this anymore. He probably said it. I cannot take this anymore. However, German, I don't know. You know, is that how German people talk? Oh, I, I don't know how German people talk. Why are you watching so many videos of German speakers, English speakers, that you're able to do that accent? What content are you watching so regularly that you can do a flawless German accent? Hmm, I'm waiting. Oh, what's that funny uh, yodeling and later husband vids? Well, <laughs> okay, I forgot all about that. That's right. That, it wasn't just the Nazis after all. Uh, but no, he will, he will occasionally disappear, or she. It could be, you know, like a, a buxom, you know, tall German woman. Who knows? It isn't, but, you know, who knows? Uh, but then every once in a while, I'll notice like a, a, a spike in the download stats to all the past episodes. I'll see them all go up by one, and I'll think, could it be? Could it be? And I'll check, and it is. He's back. Uh, we haven't had a Germany download in a while now, so I might have lost him. And if, if I didn't before this episode, I think we can all probably uh, sleep well at night knowing this one did. So, you know, we finally got rid of that guy. Let's move on to something else. And obviously, the big news uh, in the entertainment world, besides obviously Coach Dad's NFL Half an Hour Week 4, which released yesterday, is that Trevor Noah, the South African comedian who hosted The Daily Show for, it could be seven months, it could be 11 years, I'm not really sure, and I'm not going to look. Uh, he is departing The Daily Show, and I, I, I can't, I don't know, is anyone, is anyone upset? I mean, let's let's be honest here. He's a talented guy, I'm sure, but is anyone upset? You know, I saw someone uh, say, you know, I, I'm in a few group chats. I'm a pretty popular guy. I've got a, a number of friends, so don't worry. Don't be worried about me. You know, a lot of people think I'm cool. Uh, I well, they they leave me in the group chat. They don't kick me out. So that to me that counts. Uh, but somebody said that Trevor Noah was incredibly overrated, which I agree with. Uh, wholeheartedly. And, and then someone else in the chat said, well, how can you be overrated? I've never seen anyone say they like him. Now, A, you got to remember, and this is a thing we all have to remember whenever we're talking about any kind of social media response, any kind of public opinion, quote unquote, invariably, you have created an echo chamber on your social media news feeds. It's just the way it goes. I could, I could say I, I haven't. I've got diverse viewpoints on my Twitter, but I, I don't. Because you know why? When I see the diverse viewpoints, when I, when I grow tired of seeing someone say, like, let's stop bashing Joe Biden for a minute, I, I mute them. I don't listen. I don't care anymore. There was a time where I wanted the full picture. There was a time where I would say, oh, I, you know, it's like, it's like the Lincoln team of rivals. I have to know what everyone is thinking so that I can get the fullest picture of the news, or I can have a full understanding of it. I won't base my understanding on someone else's. I will make my own informed decision. Oh, my God, that's so much work. No, no, no. How about I just hear what people who I agree with have to say, and maybe one time I'll see something and I won't agree with it, and I'll say, whoop, I better, I time to reestablish my compass here. More than likely, no. More than likely, I'll just... Uh, see people who talk about how, you know, capitalism sucks and Bernie Sanders should have won every election that ever happened. And uh, yeah, co-signed. I agree on all of that. Uh, but, but you have to remember, 
that, uh, yeah, of course, it feels like Trevor Noah. Nobody likes Trevor Noah if you follow the type of people that are not going to like Trevor Noah, you know, sane folks, folks with senses of humor, you know, people who don't like James Corden. Yeah, because I would say nobody likes James Corden. And honestly, you listen to interviews, you go around kind of, you know, bring things in piecemeal. You know, I'm not usually listening to the Graham Norton program, but I think there's been enough times where someone's gone on and said like, oh yeah, James Corden, James Corden's a cunt. Uh, that, ooh, man, that I have heard that word used to describe him, though. So, you know, I digress. My point being, obviously, at some point, people have liked or liked or thought Trevor Noah good for the job. And someone in the group chat wisely pointed that out. They said, hey, he got the job. He can't that getting the job makes him overrated. And I there were there were times where he would go on after a, a particularly galling, you know, Donald Trump thing, Donald Trump, he went to a press conference and he, there was a guy in the front row who sneezed in the middle of his speech and he said, get him, get him the hell out, get him, everybody beat him up, pull him outside, beat him to death, I don't care, whatever, that's okay, that's okay. And, and Trevor Noah went on and, and he did the whole, you know, this, this aggression will not stand, dude, this... I, I, I'm just moved. Jimmy Kimmel, the next night, he too was weeping. Oh, what are we going to do? And then, but they they weren't ready for the big guns. Stephen Colbert came out guns blazing. Two nights later, bang, bang, and put the Trump administration in the body bag. Oh, well, that eventually they got there, right? They eventually. But my my point being, Trevor Noah and Stephen Colbert, and Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy... I, I don't want to include Jimmy Fallon. He really... It, 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 to Jimmy Fallon's credit, which is words I, I, I simply must say, I couldn't imagine would ever leave my lips. To Jimmy Fallon's credit, he has largely stayed out of the political conversation uh, because, you know, hey, look, I got to have ladies on to dance in mom jeans. What am I... You want me to take a stand here? I can't do that. And fair play to him, judging by how it's gone over the last six, seven years. But there was there was an entire genre of comedy and, and that that formed out of the the Obama administration into the Trump administration, where it was like, it's we're not telling jokes anymore, we're telling truths. We're not, we're not gonna, you know thumb our nose at the at, at authority, we're going to, you know, put our middle fingers up at authority unless it's the kind of authority we like, and in which case, you know, we're giving them a nice ice pop. That's what that meant. You know, look at, look at SNL, right? SNL, my, my, my favorite television program of all time. Um, SNL had Donald Trump on as a host. He, he did, a, he did a, an episode... One of the skits was like, it's where in the future, Donald Trump's president and everything's good. And, and everybody went along with it. You know, some, some cast members might have skipped the episode. I, I don't remember. I don't uh, care either. Because at the end of the day, NBC, Lorne Michaels, the, the, the good folks at SNL, signed off on the Donald Trump episode. Fine, whatever. You want to do it, do it. But then after he was elected... The first show after the, the election of Donald Trump 
opened with with Kate McKinnon, full costume dress. We we've talked about this. Full costume dress as Hillary Clinton sitting there on the piano playing Alleluia. Looks at the camera. I'm not giving up, and neither should you. I mean, are you are you shitting me? Are this is the, uh, we should have known then. We should have known then. There was it, it. Nothing was going to be funny for six years. It what it wasn't allowed. You were no, and I don't listen. I'm not a person who, who necessarily believes. Oh, you know, we should be allowed to say whatever we want, and and comedians are the ultimate free speech people. Oh, blow me with that stuff. That's nonsense, right? If somebody, if people genuinely get offended by a joke, that offense is is 100% valid. It's you're allowed to feel that way. There's allowed to be an outcry, a pushback. If people want to stop coming to your shows or stop listening to your podcast, if people want to stop listening to this podcast because I said something glibly, maybe it was saying I'm 100% Chinese at the beginning of the episode. You know, I didn't do a voice, lucky you, uh, and unlucky me, but maybe maybe at some point over the course of this episode, you said, fuck this guy, I don't want to listen anymore. Um, but either way, whatever whatever the case may be, you're allowed to feel that way. People should, that's a, that's a feeling that's valid. It comes from your brain and your heart, all of the things. It checks all the feeling and emotion boxes. But when all of the comedy that is being prepared and served to large-scale audiences is made with that in the, the, in the back of their mind, these are the people we're okay with offending these are the people we never, ever, 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 ever want to offend. It's untenable. It's, it's, you cannot be funny that way. I'm not a comedy expert. I might not even be funny. You know, my, my grandma certainly thinks I am. Uh, and you know who else thinks I'm quite funny? Babies. Babies go wild for me. I saw my, my, my friend's son. He's a kindergartner. I guess it's not a baby anymore. He's a kindergartner. And, and all he, he just, he couldn't get enough of saying, you know, boo Yankees to me. And I would go, what? And he would laugh his head off. Well, it was like I was Lenny Bruce, right? So actually I strike that. I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm funny. Besides the point, when comedy is being prepared with, you know, in the back of your mind, the ingredients are, okay, these are the people we are laughing at. And these are the people who we cannot ever laugh at a little bit. It's over. You, what, from that, how are you going to ever write anything that's transgressive? How are you ever going to write anything that's uh, truly dangerous? Not that, not that, you know, David Letterman was ever dangerous. You know, he wasn't uh, bringing Biff Henderson out and playing Russian roulette with him. You know, but there was a, there was a sense of, of un, you know, something unknown about, about classic episodes of Letterman. Even, I, I cannot believe what's about to come out of my lips. Even Leno, Leno's monologue jokes. The, he, he would make fun of Clinton. He'd make fun of Bush. He'd make fun of Democrats. He'd make fun of Republicans. You, were, you could do that. And I don't want to say you were allowed because, of course, you're still allowed. I, you know, I do it. Plenty of podcasts do it. But... When we're looking at what's the big picture, you know, what is, what is be, what we're being told is, you know, the taste of the time, right? The daily show host, the late show host, the late night host, the late night with the late night daily show host. 
James Corden, whoever it may be, where we were told for six years, no, this is this is the right kind of comedy. And to see Trevor Noah leave The Daily Show makes me believe that maybe, just maybe, we can move forward. I'm not saying we're going to go back. You know, I'm not going to say the new host of The, the Daily Show is, is going to be, you know, some, some Howard Stern whack packer. We're bringing back the, the Sibian rides. Oh, baby, it's 1997 and nothing matters. No, obviously, we got to move forward. We got to be thoughtful and, and, you know, kind of synergize all of the information we now have and the things we know and the sensitivities we have and kind of reintegrate those back into the, the zeitgeist and pop culture and comedy. And, you know, I mean, we don't have to, it's, as long as we're not going for claps, right? Let's, let's go back for the laughs. Enough with the claps. People's, people's hands are tired. Their, their palms are getting, are getting stingy. I'll be back tomorrow with some more of this hard-hitting social commentary on Cool Dad's Basement. I don't know why I did it that way.